Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, another week on the podcast. Welcome listeners. Thank you for being here. And we have a very special guest today. Um, One of, I believe two, but we can clarify, two people on a page, a profile I recently found on Instagram called The Abortion Nurse. And it's my understanding that The Abortion Nurse consists of two nurses. But we have one of those nurses here today on the podcast. So welcome here. (laughs) Am I correct that there are actually two of you? Yes, there is. Amanda, thank you for the warm welcome. I'm glad you found us on Instagram. We've been a little bit quiet lately. Things have been a bit crazy over here with COVID and back to school. Yeah. Your account seemed new-ish to me. Is it new-ish? But you said COVID, so it made me think maybe it was something that was around before COVID and then slowed down a little. We just started. It's our little passion project outside of work, you know. I love it. And did you know each other through work or are you friends like not geographic location to each other like what's your how do you work we do work together I just joined the team this year and that is where I met the other abortion nurse and realized we're both really passionate about you know breaking down that stigma about abortion and making it really easy and accessible on the internet to kind of find information you know love it and I know you want to keep some of your information um anonymous, which totally, totally fine by me. But do you mind sharing a little bit about where you work? Like, I don't even know. Are you, do you mind sharing? Are you in a clinic or are you in a like OBGYN practice? We are in a clinic. We are in the GTA. Yeah. Um, You know, we're, we're in a clinic that's in like an office building. So it's pretty discreet. Not a lot of people even know that. Yeah there is an abortion clinic there, yeah. which is nice because it keeps all of those other people away from yeah, bothering everybody. Totally. Yeah. But that's specific to the clinic is specific to these procedures, to abortion yep. procedures. Nice. Yep. Beautiful. I actually had my abortion. I've only had one abortion. It was in um, my OBGYN's office. So oh, wow. I don't personally have a clinic experience. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't ever, um, you know, received an abortion in a doctor's office. I did actually go to my doctor when I was looking for an abortion. And I remember frantically calling everybody. I just typed in Google abortion near me right and everything under the moon came up every clinic every fertility clinic every doctor's office and my doctor kind of just said well I don't do that here but you can go somewhere else yeah and then I found 
well, the, I actually had an abortion in the place where I now work at. Oh my goodness, you're kidding. Full yeah, circle. So I, exactly. So <laughs> I kind of know from both sides Ugh. and I'm, I'm able to tailor care based off of what I liked, what I didn't like as a patient. Yeah. So is this kind of care something that you knew you wanted to go into or was it something that evolved based on your personal experience? Like, how did you land here? Like, how did you end up for, in this position? For me, personally, unfortunately, my coworker, the other abortion nurse, isn't here to speak on her experience. Um, but for me, I always knew I wanted to get into women's health. And when I was in college, um, one of my professors was talking about working in an abortion clinic and that she, mm-hmm. she was offered a position which she declined and I was like oh we can work there you know there's actually right. <laughs> a career out of this and that's how I found this job um, I had sent them an email letting them know you know I'm, I'm a student and I'm just interested do you guys really hire nurses <laughs> And then a month later, I was there as a patient, so. (laughs) Wow. And that, wow, that's great. What a coincidence. I know. Kind of like the universe was like, all right, you want to work here? You got to have this experience. You have to try it out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So really interesting, because when you first said, I found myself frantically calling and, like, searching when I was in need, it reminded me of my own experience like you know you said you were in women's you were kind of in a women's health world already like it wasn't like you were blind to women's health yeah and then you still found yourself frantically calling and that was totally my experience too I remember being like if this feels like mysterious and kind of like overwhelming and like I don't know, like, I don't know where to go. How do other people know where to go? Exactly. It it was a very, you know, for me as a patient, I was very overwhelmed. I remember when I finally found the phone number of the clinic that I ended up going to, I called them crying Yeah. and then hung up and then called back again and then canceled the appointment and then made the appointment again at midnight, of course. And now being on the other end, I'm like, Oh, there's an actual person hearing that phone ring seven. Right. <laughs> so do you hear that phone ring like empty rings now and it reminds you of your experience? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm able to kind of I don't know, I guess have a lot of empathy when people call me frantic and you know, it it seems like, well, I've heard this question a thousand times, but it's brand new for them, right? Yeah, yeah. It is, right? And it's funny because like even I've only had one abortion, but I can't even imagine that if I needed another one next month, it would feel brand new again. Like not totally, but you know, each time is such a different experience too. Exactly. On who you are and, and where you are, where you're at in your life. So, um, so, okay. So you both work at this clinic and you have this passion to go above and beyond and sort of over deliver for the community. Yeah. And so you started this Instagram account called the abortion nurse. What's your goal there? Like what's your hope there? To be quite honest with you, we were talking about that the other day. <laughs> nice. um, I love it. In terms of like, for example, 
were kind of like, okay, aesthetically, how are we making this account? You know, because we're just <laughs> posting things here and there. And we're like, it needs to look cohesive. It needs Does to Does it really? <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, the goal, I guess, is just to, you know, let's say we have a question one yeah. day at work. And we're like, oh, you know what? A few people have asked us this question, such as, yeah. you know, I had no symptoms of chlamydia and all of a sudden I have chlamydia what's going on so mm. we kind of take questions like that or questions like what is a two-day procedure look like and and make a little post about this is how it's done this is how long it takes this is what you can expect and try to hashtag it so if people you know they come to the clinic and they're like oh I have to have a two-day procedure and they put laminaria sticks in me what's that you know because yeah, when you google yeah. it it's a lot of technological stuff right. you know so we try to just hashtag it maybe someone will type it in instagram one day and be like oh that's it that's all it is perfect i love it so just sort of education and um kind of just opening the conversation so more people yeah, are having exactly it. making yeah. it a little yeah. less clinical and just more yeah. accessible yeah really. is this work you imagine doing for a long time or is this a clinic you maybe you can't answer this in the podcast but <laughs> this is I, a clinic I you imagine being in for a I while do. you do i, do. I yeah. love it we yeah. work with different doctors every day it's a you know it's a small team but it's it's a big team. Everyone comes in with a lot of knowledge, a lot of years of experience. It's very welcoming. You know, every doctor is amazing at what they do and every doctor just delivers different patient care. So it's different every day, even though it's kind of the same every day. And we yeah. meet so many people. I just, mm. I love it. And do you find that, like, is it kind of whoever's available is the doctor? Or do you have certain doctors who work with certain? They have a set schedule. Like, so okay. like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and so on, it's a different doctor. And then weekends rotate. So it's, you know, it's nice sometimes if we have a patient who, you know, seems to be asking a lot of questions. You know, for me personally, I like to book them on a day where the doctor loves answering lots of questions. Right. Oh, so as the nurse, you're sort of like matching. Sometimes yeah. when I'm, when I'm able to, I do like to, um, I like to do that, but that yeah. just might be me. <laughs> awesome. So what might we not know? Like I even have a client, a new, brand new client right now who, um, she still hasn't had her procedure. So I know there's people listening to this podcast who are thinking about abortion. There's a lot of people listening who've had abortions in their past. Um, but what might we all not know that could be helpful for us to know that you, that you could share as like nuggets of wisdom from the other side? <laughs> um, I, I guess maybe one of them is for the procedure. So not the, the medication, but the actual procedure. Mm -hmm. It's not as long as people think it is. Yeah. So even it, regardless of how many weeks the pregnancy is, the procedure is under five minutes. That's it is amazing. very quick. Yeah. Um, the longest part, you know, we tell people, okay, your procedure is going to take three hours, prepare for your appointment to be three hours, but that's just waiting. 
you know, waiting for your appointment, coming into the room, listening to the doctor talk, getting all prepared with the IV medication, and then procedures less than five minutes, and then you're sitting in recovery for about half an hour, eating cookies, chatting with me, chatting Mm. on your phone, napping if you want. So it's, you know, once they get there and it's all done, I find a lot of people just say, oh, that was a lot better than I thought it was. Nice. That's awesome. In your clinic, is it like, are you as a nurse with a patient like before, during, and after, or does it get kind of switched up? So there's nurses, like for our clinic, when you come in, you're counseled by a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, our clinic isn't about, you know, everyone has a choice as to what they want to do. But for our clinic specifically, most people come in because they've already decided to have an abortion. So when I say that they're being counseled, we're just, you know, discussing the procedure, the risk factors, um, follow-up care, post and pre-procedure care, and just reaffirming, you know, they understand what they're consenting to. They want to do this. This is 100% their decision. Um, And then after that, they come into, well, we call it the OR, but it's not a surgical room. Right. And the nurse does an ultrasound. Um, Patient doesn't see it. It is just to confirm how many, you know, the gestation of the pregnancy and then the nurse gives the medication, the nurse holds their hand the whole time, and then the patient goes to the recovery room with the nurse. So it's a nurse always. Mm. You sound so calm and gentle and, like, (laughs) loving. (laughs) I really love being with, you know, the people that that I meet. I love talking to them. I love, you know, when they're feeling vulnerable and feeling nervous. I just you know, what helps you when you're anxious? And a lot of people say, just talking, you know, just talk to me. And I love talking. So everyone who comes in with tattoos, it's like, oh my God, where did you get your tattoos? Where'd you get your hair done? What are you going to do after? Are you in school? Just like, tell me about yourself. Let's talk. Yeah. What kind of resources? Because I don't know how much you've explored my page, but I'm mostly helping women just helping people process their abortions afterwards because I find that a lot of people have unanticipated feelings yeah Um, you know they think like I'm so grateful for this procedure I'm 100% and then afterwards they're like what did I just do or why am Mm -hmm. I sad like I know I made the right choice why am I sad or what am I going to do now or how do I make this mean something or um just, you know, just like kind of the unanticipated feelings that come up afterwards. Yeah. So what do you, what resources do you share with patients um, for how to process after? To be quite honest with you, it's something that we don't even offer, but I think it would be good to offer. My only, I guess, you know, confusion for lack of better words is how do I direct people to resources that aren't biased that aren't going to introduce shame and guilt into this right yeah so that's that's my where I'm reluctant but I do really think that's a great idea because personally it's been you know almost a year since my own abortion and I was fine 
I was fine for so long. And then sometimes I'm like, huh, I'm, I'm having a shitty day today. Yeah. Yeah, And not because I regret it, but just because now I'm just thinking about it and thinking about what could have been and what, you know, all of those things, right. Where you just kind of spiral, but I find the patients, every patient that I meet, they're relieved um, after their procedure. A lot of people, you know, they all have their own reasons, but I know that some women come in and they've just had a baby and then they found themselves pregnant again. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, it's too soon. I want to concentrate on the baby I have at home. And I just, you know, when for me as the nurse in the recovery room in that moment, I just listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, you're, you let yourself feel how you want to feel, allow yourself to feel this because it's fine and it's normal, but don't feel guilty. You did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I, I think looking yeah. into resources. I, remember, I just and, remember like, sort of, like I said earlier, I had so much experience in women's health and I was a doula for a long time. And I knew all the OBs and nurses who were helping me. And I, just still felt like now what who's gonna help me now and they were so nice and so kind and like let us know what you need but there weren't any resources exactly I'm so confused like I feel all alone now yeah (laughs) and that's it what else and it was so overwhelming to me it is why I because I did not plan on going into this work. Like this was not the direction I thought I was headed even five years ago. Um, But that's why I do what I do, because I felt like, where are the people who are talking about this? Exactly. (laughs) So I I don't know what the answer is to that, but um, yeah, you know, my, my recommendation to you as a former patient, but then also as someone who, works with clients all the time who are like feeling how I felt. It's like find those resources you trust and just say, it doesn't, I'm doesn't have to be mine, but whatever yours are and just say like, you know, this might not be the right resource for you, but it is one. You can check it out. Like, I don't know. It's just, that was such a missing piece for me. Um, and I, I remember just being so grateful to people like you, like so grateful. Like I didn't want to ex- like over expect because <laughs> yes. I was so, like you said, I was so relieved that it, that it could happen and that it happened and that I could move on. Um, so I didn't want to like push harder, but I really did feel so lost and confused like afterwards. Yeah. I, I um, can really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I don't know how high volume your clinic is, but I'm curious in your clinic, do you see um, the sort of range of statistics that we hear about, right? Like, you know, over over 60% of your clients are already mothers and like, I don't know, like, do you, do like the statistics we hear about match what you see or what's it like? Yeah, they do. They do, which is very interesting. Um, there, there's a lot of young women who come in a lot of teenagers, Mm -hmm. but the majority is married women with children. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, I know that's true. And that was me. And I talked to so most of my clients are already mothers. 
even just hearing you say it, like I noticed myself like, oh, like <laughs> it really is true. Like I, I noticed I had like a visceral reaction to you, like verifying that. Yeah. Um, it's so It was really reaffirming yeah. for myself as well. When I started working there, I was like, okay, I'm not like an anomaly. It's normal yeah. and it's common yeah. and it's, it happens, you know, so many people have different reasons. It's like, well, I just got a new job, you know, or I just bought yeah. a house. I'm busy and that's okay. You don't yeah. even need a reason. You don't <laughs> right. got to tell me your reason, but geez, I, I didn't feel alone anymore. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Do you notice that some of your clients like connect with each other in the waiting rooms or in recovery yes. rooms or yeah I love watching it um oh, awesome. sometimes you know we have sometimes someone after like post procedure and someone waiting for their procedure they cross paths typically yeah. it's separate um but when they do are next to each other I find that they're leaning on each other and you know mm -hmm. reassuring them that it it was fine you'll be fine you'll do great it's okay here's yeah. what helps me what can I do for you oh, it's amazing it's beautiful awesome and it's such a raw and vulnerable time not for everyone but for a lot of people um to have other people going through it yep. beside you is just must be so powerful What's it been like during COVID? Like, are, are people allowed to bring a support person or like, what's that no. been like? Yeah. Even before COVID, we, okay. um, it was just the patient, which, yeah. which, you know, as, as the patient, I, I do understand that it's scary and terrifying going in by yourself. Um, but for privacy reasons and just for the counselor and everyone to know that this is a hundred percent that person's choice yeah, and it's yeah. not being influenced by their parents or their peers or their spouse. That's what we need, yeah, you know, in order to sense. move forward. Yeah. Um, but with COVID, we are, you know, trying to stagger appointments. We're mm -hmm. keeping people separated, like you know, the two meter or six feet distance as best as we can. Yeah. Everyone has to wear a mask, which, you know, in, during the procedure, it can be difficult. So as nurses, as the healthcare team, we, we are understanding, you know, if they need to take it off just to breathe. Yeah. 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 yeah just to breathe. So yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's really the only change. It's just the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you find that your clinic is able to meet the need? Like, are you able to book everybody who needs an appointment? And what are some of the things that you wish could be different? I wish we had more time to, to really connect with patients. Um, I find a lot of times we try to stick to a 10 minute, five to 10 minute window in counseling, which isn't enough because some people want to talk mm -hmm. and when I'm counseling I I just let it happen if you're here to talk and you need that then that's fine we're waiting which can of course delay and that's why people are there a little <laughs> bit longer yeah right um, so I do wish we booked a little less people so that mm -hmm. we had more time to really connect but we are able to accommodate everyone we double book sometimes when needed um, we have appointments Monday to Saturday 
eight to four. So wow. And do you or your um, coworkers or the doctors ever feel threatened? Like, what's that like? Do you ever no. feel unsafe, or does it? Is that just sort of like what we hear in the media? <laughs> well, we are in Canada, so it's a little less um, yeah. aggressive than mm -hmm. the States. But again, yeah. maybe that's just the media. I'm not sure. Uh -huh. But we do have protesters sometimes that are outside of the hospital that's adjacent to us. Mm -hmm. um, but no one has no one has threatened us. I yeah. know that I spoke to the doctors and I think 20 years ago, one of the abortion providers was shot. So mm -hmm. they had to wear bulletproof vests to work, which mm -hmm. obviously is very scary. But myself as the liberal nurse who takes mm -hmm. public transit, I wear a lot of abortion t-shirts. Yeah. So sometimes the doctors are like, you know, maybe you shouldn't advertise <laughs> that so freely. <laughs> How do you answer the question when people say, like new people you meet and you say, what do you, they say, what do you do? How do you answer the question? Well, I'm very proud of where I work. I think mm -hmm. it's amazing and I do like to talk about it, but obviously everybody is different in what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. So I, I just say I work at a women's health clinic and if they pry for more information, I do tell them, yes, we perform ab abortions. And I was actually at a barbecue last weekend and one of the people there was like oh my gosh I want to volunteer at one I think that's amazing so I was very surprised nice to hear that nice I think having more you know the more we see it on social media of you know normalizing abortions as healthcare and not something taboo and back alley it's making people realize that it's just healthcare. It's yeah, just going yeah. to the doctor's office and getting something done, just like you would do for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's, I mean, that's definitely my hope is like, let's just talk about it. Let's just keep talking about it. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it some more and then we'll keep <laughs> talking about it and then we'll podcast about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, because I feel like every time we just, every time we have these conversations, we've break down little walls, right? Yep. Just little, little smashing the stigma, little bits at a time. Exactly. Um, and it's important. Like you wouldn't believe the number of women or um, mostly women, but people who message me and say, I just listened to all the episodes. Like Aww. they're just craving people to hear people talk about it in a normal way. So I want to thank you for getting on and talking about yeah, it in a normal, healthy way <laughs> and for doing the work that you do. Um, do you have any goals beyond social media or just um, keep sharing there? Um, I, I would like to do more in-person activism, mm. but right now I think everything is kind of at a standstill with COVID. Um, I know that I've, I've had an organization want me to write about my experience as a mm. nurse working in abortion clinic, mm -hmm. but because I would, as of right now, would like the, to remain anonymous, that mm -hmm. kind of, you know, they, they want full transparency. They want to know my name and where I work, which is fair because they don't want just anybody pretending to be a nurse. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. When you remind me again, when you went into nursing, mm-hmm. you were or were not studying. Like you knew you were going to head into this care or no? What did you say at the beginning? I forgot. Already. I I wanted to work in women's health. So whatever that looked like, you know, I didn't really know what that looked like. I wanted to educate. I wanted to work with sexual health, like reproductive right. rights. Um, and I never really knew that an abortion clinic was quite literally right that's what you said like we can work there (laughs) yeah yeah but did you get like a certain type of nursing license no no just like yeah I am I'm a registered practical nurse yep I went to college for two years and you know I again I thought okay even if you could work there you'd have to be an RN but nope you don't and I love it and I'm so happy and grateful that I work there and that my my boss who is also a doctor and the owner is you know very you know passionate about her job and very willing to let us all be autonomous and and help educate us to be capable of caring for people in like different complex circumstances i mean 95 percent mm. of the patients recover in half an hour and just you know, dance out of the clinic, right? right? (laughs) But some people, they, you know, sometimes you bleed a little bit too much. So it's good to have nurses who can, you know, see that, see what's happening. Okay. They look a little different. Their vitals are low. You know, let's see what the bleeding's like and let's go from there. Right. Like critical thinking is very important. It is not a relaxing job, but it is very rewarding. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this work and again for just sharing your voice with us. Um, if you ever do any writing, let me know. And if you yeah. ever, I mean, obviously I'll keep following your page and sharing um, sharing what I can, but yeah, keep keep me in mind if there's anything I can ever do for your oh, clients or your clinic or whatever. 100%. Thank you for doing what you do. I will definitely bring up to the clinic about resources for after, you know, after the abortion, like what's next, where can these people reach out to if they need just a little bit more? Yeah, I totally get that. It's so complicated, but whatever you can do, I know, I know can help a lot of these listeners who are just starving for resources. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Have a great night and um, we'll be in touch. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.